Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 20th of October. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone has to win that money. That's right, Eric. Congrats. And I always love to see people in the heat of the moment shouting us out. Um, That was a nice hit. Nice hit yesterday. Believing in fat. I mean, I'm telling you, it's a coin flip. Guy can come out and pitch the game of his life. You know the guy's been dreaming of it since he's a kid. This is the playoffs, right? So, like, everybody's trying their best. There's a chance that he goes out there and throws the absolute best game of his life, and somebody has to win that money. Great job, Eric. Sharp all night. I saw you also won the showdown. Um, well, by the way, we'll welcome you over to Shark Chat whenever. These are obviously wins that qualify, but I don't think they're your first. But that's in the Discord uh, link in the chat and stuff. I also had some fat luck. Um, took down another, so I got a 20 buck. I think I used that one up. I don't remember if that's the one I won. And I still have one left over for Sunday. I'm going to do a bunch of them on Sunday anyway. Uh, even if I don't win 10 more, which I probably will. Uh, yeah, because here's another one. This is what happens every day. It's why I play The Sims. I'm going to win The Sims today. You can't stop me. Um, you can join me, though. You can come play The Sims with me. I do have also a Madden Sims channel in our Discord. So that, uh, yeah, that's enough Discord plugs for now. Please like, comment, subscribe on the actual this thing. It's the main thing. Thank you for coming. Also, uh, really appreciate you guys. I also really appreci appreciate Kensei Hirata who had me in really good shape early on in this competition, had me watching the Zozo Championship pretty uh, intently there for a little while until Hoygaard started crapping his pants, and then eventually Hirata also decided, hey, not my day, I want to, I don't want you to win $10,000, I want you to win just another forty. so that's fine. But it was a fun early sweat, and I had a pretty significant weather thesis like I like to do for sports where the ball go up in the air, because in sports where the ball go up in the air, if you played them, the ball gets affected by the wind. It's hard to deal with, and it's a real thing, especially when it gets to go in real fast. Um, which brings us to today's game, where we do have some weird swirling wind in Chase Field. I don't think they're going to close the thing because it's not going to rain, but that might affect home runs. It looks like that's pretty significant, 14%. I haven't done anything based on that yet. I, you know, there's a, there's a question in Shark Chat as to whether or not I should do that because obviously the markets will bake in any weather effect that's there in Sabersim you know, reflects the markets. So that's a fair point. You can consider the weather or not at your peril. Um, by the way, this is my cat when she was a, you know, a baby. That's a beautiful picture. Uh, I'm looking now, we're reviewing your lineup because it's in Sabersim. Also, congrats to Sabersim. If we can, if we can get look back windows to yesterday, every day, that's awesome. I can, I can really sink my teeth into that. But look, I was, I, I was honestly checking this out just to see, is it okay to leave a thousand dollars on the table? And yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Dude just won $50,000 yesterday based on that. Uh, and if you look at it, his SIM ROI was positive, right? This isn't an accident, right? This wasn't him getting lucky. So I think you can leave at least, a, I mean, I'm only leaving up to 1,000 on the table because every single other lineup, 50,000 used, 49,950. Uh, uh, so, you know, every other person. Now, it might be a selection bias. Maybe nobody else was sampling those lineups or something, you know, because... Oh, and here's Habes again. Look at that. That's very clever. So he's getting unique by, this is a full stack, but 48.9. So he's in he's in a range he knows nobody else is sampling there. So interesting, 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 interesting. But he's the only guy with outside of that 49K range. Um, and so, yeah, look at the stacking too. Almost every one of these contains a pitcher, uh, contains, yeah, even the winner contains a hitter against opposing pitcher, right? We have one, who is it Philly's guy or Arizona guy? Arizona against Suarez. 
So you cannot click the button that is strict builds against like no batters against opposing pitchers. Does not work anymore. Do not click that button. You're cutting out too much. How many of these top 10? One, two, three. Four, five, six, six, six of the top 10 did not uh, played a run back against the opposing pitcher. So more than 50% of the winners last night in this competition. It's weird. That's why I wanted to drill down into this two gamer. It's almost the end of the classic season. Thanks for sticking with me, MLB people. You know, I know it's a different audience for, for football. So I do want to give you guys a, Hey, Thanks for sticking with me. This has been a long season and um, yeah, it's been fun. I, I, you know, I've enjoyed talking about the weather with you guys and, uh, and other things, you know, which pitchers are meatballers and stuff like that. But at this point in the season, they're not meatballers anymore. <laughs> These guys, anybody who's getting a look today is a pretty good pitcher. It's a league championship series. And so anytime you see pitchers being priced, like maybe they're not very good pitchers. That's where you win, right? I mean, we did it yesterday. Maybe it doesn't pay off today. You know, obviously, 99% of the time, my weird ideas don't pay off. But when they do, you win a bunch of money. That's how you play GPPs. You don't want to be like, oh, man, I got, I won today. I, everything went right, and I won $10. No. When everything goes right, right, you hang the rafters. And you, have, you have a fun day. So for today, what does that mean? It means on the main slate, I'm not sure. I don't think you can quite get to Mantiply with confidence. I didn't leave him in the pool. He's just not stretched out enough. The, and the other possibilities are all too expensive. So I, I do think you can boost a guy like Ryan Nelson, who's been like, is projected for no work. Oh, they, he's only, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So Ryan Nelson, so he might be in play as well. Let's check this out. So if I make him a seven, I get incredible leverage. Yeah. So for me, there's only one long reliever, I believe, in, in Arizona's pen that could under any circumstances. And I know I'm pretty sure they're in an, uh, let's see, Arizona the Diamondbacks. I just want to make sure I know the situation in the series because that depends if it's elimination or not. It's not elimination, right? This is a seven game series. So there is a situation where a guy needs to eat up innings and he's not that good of a pitcher, right? So that's why Ryan Nelson has to be here with the set. So um, when you project him for no work or like one inning, you're ignoring the fact that for most of the year, he was a starter for this team. Not a good one, not a good one, but a guy who is stretched out and could cover four to five innings if pressed, right? So there's not many of those guys. I mean, I guess at this point, it's all hands on deck. Technically, all the starting pitchers are available or whatever, but you do have the game tomorrow. So you're not bringing out the guy for tomorrow. Ideally, you win the game today. So you have the guy in two days as well available. So that's a real last resort, right? So I think you got to look at a guy like Ryan Nelson today, especially if you're playing 150 max, get a little sprinkle of Ryan Nelson in there. Mantiply, I can't, I mean, 25%. People are just going to click it because he's the Arizona starting pitcher, and that's not not appropriate. Uh, same upside as Ryan Nelson, but with <laughs> what, what we got here, 100 times the ownership. So if I'm taking, if I'm taking a, a bite there, I'll take a bite on random guy off the bench who might not play, which is... Now that I say it like that, probably why most people aren't doing that. But the reason I'm not doing that at all is because, number one, I'm only playing 11 lineups. I think I did a sample with 20 here. Yeah, the, the classic slate, they really devalued it today. I couldn't, I think I played the $3 just to have a chance at 1,000 because, like, man, it's really gross competitions. 
But anyway, <laughs> so chilling out about how kind of annoyingly, why, why did they nerf them today after, oh, because yesterday, they didn't, did they not fill those ones? I don't, I think they still did even on Thursday with Thursday Night Football and it's still being 50K. Anyway, I don't understand what they've done to the contest today. And, and so anyway, I may or may not play all 20 of what I'm saying here. But I will have in whatever size pool, probably 11-ish, because I'm only doing the satellites for the, the classic. Verlander, Montgomery, and Sanchez. So they're all starters who are expected to go to the complete game. So, yeah, that I mean, the complete game in the playoffs being five innings or whatever. You know, you saw it yesterday with uh, that one guy who did absolutely the best he's ever done in his whole life, pulled after 18, pitcher, 18 hitters with, like, one walk or I don't know what it was, but an incredible game from fat. You're never going to forget it, are you? I mean, like how much money did that guy make for himself? I love stuff like that. But yeah, I don't have a problem. I mean, 100% Philly stacks is a bit much. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? 80% be the most I want to be? Arizona stacks. Uh, yeah, no thanks. Don't want to be 90% Arizona stacks. 60 at the absolute most. Okay. I assume that's a pricing thing and that they're cheap or something. I don't really get why I would be stacking. Oh, because Sanchez is bad. Okay. But no, I mean, we've all seen Verlander and Montgomery get shelled as well. So I think you got to have a little bit of a slice just because I think those are probably going to go under owned as stacks. Um, five, two, and okay. So I have 50%. Yep. So yesterday, 60% of the top 10 involved a run back, at least one that was not. Um, on the same team and we have chosen 50%. So, uh, sorry, an opposing that faced an opposing pitcher. So we've got 50%. So we're meeting the metrics that we checked on yesterday's slate. All right. Now, what do I, I don't care about the hitters, whatever it says. I don't care. The, I, I told you the stacks. I don't want to be, I mean, yeah. Trey Turner, Tommy Pham, Tommy Pham, clearly underpriced, probably the value of the slate. Let me check that. Yep. Totally fine being at that level. You know, Rojas is equally valuable. So for me, I'm going to go 50, 60, 60 on them, but they're both clearly like, you don't have many better values than them on the slate. And I mean, well, let's go 50, 50, 50 with Guriel. Cause I mean, it's eye test stuff with Guriel. He looks so confident out there. I've never seen him looking this good. So just based on like every time it looks like he wants to like get on base, I'm going to play more Guriel, which it did not get to. <laughs> so how am I going to force in Guriel? I have to limit Bohm as well. And I just have to tell it, please play some Guriel. Mm, at least 30. 30 is a lot, but whatever. Okay, it knows I like Guriel now. Uh, Pena. Okay, oh, no, 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 that's stock. Yep, all right. Fine with getting to this Philly stack. They're number one. Arizona pitching, who knows? If When you pull out five relievers, one of them could go bad. And if one of them goes bad, these are the guys who benefit. They're right at the top of the list. I'm going to definitely be playing that Philly stack up bunch. 100% no, but like 80%. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely still, even though we're about to transition into me talking about how to play a bunch of Arizona pitchers on the showdown, does not change the fact that on the main slate, it's good to play Philadelphia stacks. But that's all I got to say on the main slate. You know, there's not much to, to say at this point in the season. Hope your guys hit home runs and that the cheap pieces uh, don't kill you. So now I do have some weird thoughts on the showdowns. So the first one, Houston, Texas. Um, Let's check this out. So the guys that left in the player pool at captain, besides Verlander on Montgomery, if Montgomery is truly 7.3% owned, I'm going to be backing up the truck. That is absolutely absurd for the guy who is definitely the second most optimal captain. Um, so I don't know. Definitely makes sense to be 30 and 20 there. 
uh, percent for exposure. Then let's see, we've got Jordan Alvarez, Al- Alex Bregman, Evan Carter, Adolis Garcia, Jose Abreu, and Jonah Heim. And I also included Maldonado. I think uh, 0.6% is absurd for a guy who hits home runs, like still sometimes gets on base a lot. They're not going to pinch the guy. He's the catcher. I mean, maybe at the end of the game in a weird circumstance or something. So I don't, yeah, I uh, I like Maldonado captain as well. Anytime you get a low on guy, if you feel like Nathaniel Lau is going to turn it around, you can get to him. He's really low on today, but I just don't have that feeling. So couldn't get to him. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you can see what Saberson chose amongst those, but I don't really have, I haven't set my preferences there yet. Uh, relievers for game one that are in play, not as much as game two. Relievers for game one, you want Leclerc, you want Chapman. Those are the guys who are going to score points. I also left Spores, Maton, and Neris in the pool, but I mean, we Chapman's at 4% now. Leclerc's at 4%. Must have gotten shelled or something. I, I never, I, I am not watching this as much as I'm watching football and basketball now. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to necessarily know why a guy is 4% versus when he was 12% last late, but I presume something bad happened. This is the playoffs. Forget about it. Like, I mean, if it looked like he was a scared kid or something, you can react differently. But I, I yeah, obviously I only watched the part of the game where Gurriel did well last time. Or Yeah. Who was that? I said I liked, I liked the way they looked. Are we talking about Gurriel? No, I was talking about someone on this list. Ah, Maldonado? Hmm. I guess I was talking about Gurriel. Okay, so let's talk about that game since I have transitioned and I've said all the things. I said weird captains and I said relief pitchers. So weird captains and relief pitchers for game two, the NLCS, um, Philly and Arizona. You can see the captains here. Let me just make sure there's not any ones that are in the pool that didn't get chosen. Yes, a couple of weird ones. So obviously Christopher Sanchez um, at 6% is your lock button. Like, I mean, if you're playing one lineup, you play him captain. This is absurd. It's really, really silly. Uh, I don't know why it would be at this number. Uh, 25% is my minimum captain. If he really is 6%, he's definitely 25% optimal captain. Probably more. I don't. I, I just, this is absurd. You guys have played enough showdown, right? Like it's hard. So it's hard for a batter to get there. It's easy for a pitcher to get there. I don't understand it. It's probably wrong. I mean, like I should probably be 10%. Should I just goose it anyway? I'll at least goose it to eight. I think it's a little bit wrong, but I still want to be over the field on Sanchez. Um, Okay. So besides that, Trey Turner is great. He's still in my pool. The problem is everybody knows he's great. And at, 12.3%. 12.3%. There's no meat on the bone. That's almost exactly right for him as optimal, I'm guessing, in captain. So I, I, yeah, I'll leave a sprinkle, but it's not something I'm racing out there to say, jam in Trey Turner. He's in the pool because he has to be in the pool because he's Trey Turner and he can score 25 and kill you if you don't have him there. Want to have that at least one line. So I've got weird plays, though. My weird plays are Joe Mantiply and Ryan Nelson. Ryan Nelson, you can't do in the captain because of the price. This is the weird thing I just noticed on the slate when I was... Ryan Nelson is still priced like a starting pitcher on showdowns at 15,000 or I guess 10,000 for utility, but he's priced like a relief pitcher on classics. So I don't know what to do with that. What I do know is this zero is pretty close to right. Nobody is going to play Ryan Nelson in showdown. And that's wrong. That is definitely wrong. If you're 150 maxing, you must have Ryan Nelson. I, he's, I mean, He's on the he's on the roster. I saw him. he played a few days ago. Double check that he hasn't been dropped or anything. He played in this series, October seventeenth. So he definitely he's going to be out there. He gave up three runs. 
gave up three runs. Like I said, the game script for him getting out there, you know, they probably are losing, but he get, he could get out there. And if he does get out, oh, oh, wrong one, if he does get out there, he could be asked to eat up a lot of innings. Like that's probably what he was going to do in that game, right? Before he gave up three runs and had to be pulled. So at this price and at zero ownership, which is probably right. I mean, I'm going to round it to 0.1 just because of this video. And I don't know. I don't know what the effect we have is 0.5 or something. I should put in a 0.5 probably for when I talk about a guy on air now, since we do have a hundred people, some of you 150 max. So, you know, I, I got to acknowledge there's going to be some Ryan Nelson people now. He's still a bad play value wise. Right. But look at this. He could sneak in and be optimal if, you know, I don't know, a few of these guys hit a couple home runs and they're both off the starting pitchers. Then, who, who else is going to get there if everybody stops paying attention, they start subbing out guys, they start playing the bad pitchers. Ryan Nelson eats up four innings, gets five strikeouts, and gives up two, two earned runs. I got to be, you know, I got to be serious about the situation. Not a very good pitcher. Five strikeouts is a lot. It's like imagining the fat career game, right? I am imagining the Ryan Nelson career game. Here. I understand. But that's what wins you the money here. You got to think outside the box. Nobody else on this bullpen for Arizona has this upside. If, if you've been following Arizona, please comment below if I'm wrong about this. I don't see an available reliever who could go more than two on this list. Miguel Castro, no. Paul Seawald, 100 years old. Also probably part of the progression, I forget. But regardless, I am big time, big time into playing some Ryan Nelson today. And let me check how, how much money I will be losing on it. 15%. Yep. I limited it to 20. Anytime you make a play like this that you know is nuts. When you know it's nuts, you put the percentage of nuts you want to be, right? I like to be 20% nuts today. That's what I said. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll limit it to 15 eventually, but kind of cool that Saberson limited it to 15 on its own. So I'll just leave it at 20. Um, I'm playing a, a fair amount of Mantiply and with no rules about number of relievers. Somebody asked me about this the other day. Don't have that rule today. Some days it's like maybe okay to have that, like on a regular game where you have two regular starting pitchers then you don't need to stack relievers. That is not necessarily part of the optimal like landscape. I don't know the right word for when I'm looking at a field of phase space of optimality. Got to work on that uh, phase space. Yeah. What, what's our common language here? I guess sports landscape. So field, when I look across the field, <laughs> yeah, what's our common language here? Yeah. You can tell I'm a real nerd sometimes. Okay. Uh, but besides the this one call, um, you got to have him, in my opinion, underprojected, probably going to be across the industry, guessing nobody else is going to want him after his bad game one or whatever that was, game two. But he has an arm. It's been a few days. He could go three or four. I mean, I guess it was. It isn't regular rest, right? The 17th is two days ago, so he can't really go starter innings. But I think it's really reasonable to expect in the playoffs for him to cover about the same as Mantiply's absolute upside and at zero ownership. Okay, you've heard it. But let me t say the other people who I have at captain, who I actually chose at captain. Uh, Trey Turner, Christopher Sanchez, Bryce Harper was available for choice, but just not going to get there too overowned for his projections. Schwarber and Carroll, yeah, fine. I, you know, I don't really have a preference between Schwarber and Harper. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be one over the other. And I bet if I limit one, I get the other. Yeah. Okay. So um, Kettle Marte, you saw what happened. He's explosive. He could have a steal and a homer in a game and be optimal. 10%, fine. Uh, Nick Castellanos, fine, 5%. He hits that one home run in a game. 
Lourdes Goriel. That's the guy I was saying. I just, I really like the way he's looking out there. And I, honestly, kind of the same with Perdomo and Longoria. That's the same thesis as with Mal, uh, Maldonado with Perdomo, right? He's the catcher? Mm-hmm. Shortstop. Nope. Either way, not leaving the game. You need the guy to catch the ball. So, yeah, in this case, it's shortstop position. Uh, okay, so Gabriel Moreno, I, I debated it. He seems appropriately owned, but looks great in the five hole. You can put him in there if you play him 150. Um, but I just think, yeah, Longoria and Perdomo are your best spots for getting under 1% at captain. Those guys look great out there. Probably get a bunch of at-bats if they if they start. Also, double-check everybody start. Please, please do not build your lineups before the game starts. The best values will be the ones that are in the lineups that – People didn't expect to be there, right? Like there's going to be people who forget to check the lineups because it's not really part of the playoffs anymore, right? Like people don't really, yeah, it's not big lineup changes. It's a big news when anything changes. So, okay. Uh, Yes, that's the other thing you can do. Yesterday I did this on one of the showdown slates is to know when you have platoon hitters at the bottom of the lineup and to pair, like to go either or with the expected reliever or the platoon hitter who subs in to go against that reliever. So one of those two people is going to succeed. So it's a very game plan specific situation. I do not have an example ready because I used it up yesterday when I was, there's like a specific platoon hitter for, oh, right. It's still one of these teams. Oh, crap. Well, I'm not going to be able to figure out on air while I scroll around through random names of people. Ah, it is Kristen Pash. There it is. Who knew? Who knew I would be able to scroll? So if you want to be a little bit silly and include another player in the pool, like I did yesterday, you can include Kristen Pesh, who is going to maybe, you know, if they get, get to the specific type of reliever that he is better against, he's the platoon guy. And he'll he'll come in. He's an outfielder who cares about his defense. So he's definitely going to be close to zero. But now that I've talked about him on the show and remembered his name, I'll put him at 0. 0.5, 0.5. Show factor. Show factor 0. 0.5. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to pop him on the list because he's on the bench and he's a platoon hitter. So I don't exactly, I don't have the uh, relief pitcher play I was talking about ready. I don't have the, he's probably going to sub in for somebody play ready, but you can definitely project him to get an at-bat or something. And getting an at-bat at the min price at this stage in the playoffs is definitely in play, right? I mean, like, it's not great. It's the same as playing like Ryan Nelson or whatever. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be exciting to your average guy. Your average guy is going to be like, I'm sorry, you're playing who? You know, he's not going to play, right? Right. And yeah, I know he's not going to play. Let me get that Haywood Highsmith picture in the frame. I know that the absolute best plays on any given night are the ones who might not even play, but if they do play and the circumstances go just right, we're going to smash the absolute, absolute ceiling. Like we're going to be just completely optimal. No chance uh, that you get away from it. And I think that's true for, you know, your Ryan Nelson or your Joe Mantiply career games. I think they're going to be massively underowned for the probability that that happens. And I recognize that there's probably a 95% chance that Philadelphia Philadelphia beats the crap out of them. Thus, my stack exposures are 90% Philadelphia. So, you know, I'm trying to cover both cases. Um, that's why I play 20 lineups. And this is a nice, the uh, the primetime one has decent, decent um, competitions. So, and I, yeah, I'll debate it. I did. I, I, there's an $11 to the 4444 satellite for this early classic slate that is going like criminally underfilled. So I, I debated telling you guys, cause I know y'all are going to hop on it. It's, it's solid EV. 
but I, that's pretty good EV. I want to get into 4444. But anyway, that, a guy in the Discord won one of those tickets the other day as well. So I'll tell you about it for the classic. There are not very many good competitions. People are going to stop. They're not going to even scroll down once they see it's a pretty bad, you know, uh, flagship competition. And they're going to miss that there's a pretty sweet qualifier to the 4444 millionaire. So double check that you've seen and that you have a timer set for the 11 o'clock or for the $11 satellite to the 4444 because it's going to be some free money. Uh, free money for you to lose mostly, right? Because it's one big ticket that costs $11 and one guy wins out of like a thousand. So that's why nobody does it. That's why there's positive BV. But hey, you've got money hanging out and you don't care. That's what it's for, right? Again, we're 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're playing with money that you can't afford to lose, it's bad for you. It's not like, I'm not a health person. I can't tell you how it's bad for you healthfully. But for your DFS, you need to be not caring about it the money that you're playing each night it needs to be a very small portion of your allocation so that you can make the moves to win so that you can play Haywood Highsmith. And if he doesn't go in, you tweet about it on Twitter to feel a little bit better. And then you're done. Like you don't remember it even tomorrow. You must have, you must put it out of your mind because I definitely lost money on who was it? You know, probably Haywood Highsmith. No, not, not yesterday, but you know, something happens one day in NBA preseason. You can't hold that to the next day, right? Like the NBA, you can't do it can't do it in MLB either. And you're obviously going to hold on to it if it's important to you. So that's why for me, you know, aside from 1-800-GAMBLER type stuff, you can't be playing with money that you need. Like you need to be playing with money that you can be like, yeah, 40% expected value. Okay. You know, like I know for sure that I'm going to lose that $11 almost all the time, but eh, whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to plunk down 4444. So this is my way to kind of get a uh, shot into that 4444 milli, which by the way, for Charlie or whoever, if he's watching this, don't, don't play that like a GPP. There's like a thousand people in that and a million dollars up top or whatever it is. Play that like a cash game, man. Play that like you need every single position to score at minimum some number of points. Because I played my queen of the court like a GPP and boy, that's not how people play those, man. That's not that's not what you're doing there. That, so you got to make sure you're addressing the correct competition. That's something just I should say more often. It's in uh, maybe I'll link it at the end. Yeah, the co contest selection is number one on the like uh, big picture series. But make sure your strategy is fitting the competition. I'm always doing these these talks for the big GPPs. That's when you should be leaving money on the table for showdowns. That's when you should be playing. I well, I guess. You should the same. Yeah, you should always be optimizing for salary and stuff in the classics. So but when you are, you don't need to play underdogs and stuff. If you're playing a cash game against someone, you need to play who you think is the best at each position. So I ne I'm never talking about cash games here. I only play GPPs because it's not fun to me. It's, and you don't find out who's right. Right. Like at the end of every slate in a cash game, you're just sitting there complaining about whether or not your guy should have been optimal. And, you know, that's not how it works and so for me it's just more fun to play in the variants and to play in i know my guy isn't optimal but could he be you know like i like that so much more so that's why i play gpps um no, no aspersions to to uh, cash game people but don't follow the strategies seen here these are gpp strategies only these are not positive ev strategies to play cash games and recognize that when you even when you enter gpps that have big high dollar entry fees the structure of the competition becomes more cash game ass. The, the, the ownership coalesces around the good plays. You don't have to do as much to get unique, to even get leverage. Like you can just do a little bit, maybe leave salary on the table and play all the chalk at the lower salary or something like that is enough in that kind of game. So, you know, uh, yeah, that's, I just want to make that point uh, broadly because I, I, 
I don't want people to be mad. They see like I play a single entry lineup that they uses all my salary or something. Yeah, use all your salary in single entry, man. Like that. Like if you if you got a hundred dollar single entry something or other, don't be contrarian. That's that's a cash game pretty much. Like anyway, so it's still a GPP ish, but some of the structures are not quite as hockey stick, right? They're more like a eh. and if it's a eh, incline where there's significant cash up there, don't ignore that. Anyway. I was a fool at Queen of the Court. I feel bad about it still. I don't know how long it's been. I don't hold it against the WNBA. I love the WNBA. You should have all watched the WNBA. It's over for this season, but there will be a chance next season. And there were five-figure competitions from the beginning to the end of the WNBA. That was cool. I don't think that's happened before. Um, so I'm happy about the future of the WNBA, mostly because it gives me basketball to watch all year round when there's not like other basketball. I like basketball too much. Uh I'll put a basketball video out soon for uh, day one. I got 25 tickets now. So yeah, I, I'm getting ready for day one, building up my, my NBA strategies and watching the guys, seeing the rotations, but really for NBA, my, my biggest things will always be once we have good data sets. So first few weeks are not really for me yet because we don't really have a good data set on each team we're kind of it's still like nba preseason right you're listening to the beat reporters about what the rotations will be and i'm more of like once we know what the rotations are acting on based on that tweaking it based on what we know the guys upsides are and stuff so not quite my time of the season to shine yet but i'll, I'll give you a little bit of my breakdown of nba starting soon but for now congrats again and uh, I mean, congrats myself for not winning, but congrats to Eric for winning yesterday. And remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, even when it's not one of us, someone does have to win that money. So cheers.